Hello, and welcome to Breaking the Mold, a podcast from the National Precast Concrete Association. Tune in every month as we dig into a different aspect of the precast concrete industry. I'm Joe Frollo, NPCA Director of Communications and Public Affairs. We hope you enjoy the podcast and get a little something out of it. Make sure to subscribe and rate us so we can continue to grow and serve our membership. Today, we're talking about continuous improvement, what it is, how to get started, how it makes your facility run more efficiently and increase profitability. We'll start out by talking to Tim Sander of Gainey's. Later in the show, we'll hear from NPCA's Phil Cutler, as well as Scott Crumpler of Concrete Pipe and Precast. Let's get started. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, Thank you for having me, Joe. So we're going to talk a little bit about continuous improvement today, what that means in terms of facilities and also NPCA certification. But let's just start out with that. That's a term that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. So to give it some context, how do you approach the phrase continuous improvement and what does that mean from your end and your role? For me, uh, continuous improvement is a very important thing. It's more than just uh, a fancy catchphrase. Um, it really is about an attitude of how you how you go about your day-to-day duties. I think to embrace continuous improvement, you have to really break out of the habit of say, uh, this is how we've always done it, or this is how we've always done things. I, I think that single phrase, I, I personally despise that phrase because it kills the spirit of improvement. Um, I think you should always be looking at your processes, your policies, your facilities, with an open mind and always say to yourself or ask yourself, what can I do to make this better? That's good. There's a lot of places that people can probably start when it comes to uh, continuous improvement. It obviously starts with an honest assessment of your facility and your processes and, and the books that you follow. But what are some low-hanging fruit? What's, what's a good place for people who may look at the process and it may seem overwhelming, but there are some easier things you can sort of tick off at the beginning. In terms of, I guess, the lowest hanging fruit, I would say you should really look around and see if there's something that you may have already improved within the past year. I would be willing to bet that you've made some type of improvement that fits into the categories of either production, processes, facilities, or operations. If you can identify those things that you've already improved, then all you really need to do is document it so that it's easy to access during your audit. One thing we have found helpful is to keep all of our documentation in one binder. Um, and we're, we're very original with the name of that binder. We call it the Continuous Improvement Binder. So as we make improvements throughout the year, we put photos of, of, or documentation in that binder so that we can reference it during our official audit. So that's one thing. Um, as far as finding things to improve, I would start by maybe taking 30 minutes out of your day when the plant's producing and just try to observe the process. I think it works best if you can do that without employees realizing you're observing because they they may unconsciously try to work quicker, change their daily routines if they feel like they're being watched. But if, if you can't do it in a way to where they don't know you're watching, then just explain what you're trying to do so that they don't try to modify their behavior. Uh, but just look at the processes and see what stands out as inefficient. You may have a forklift that's traveling a longer distance than needed. So something as simple as just modifying the path of that forklift, moving something around in your plant, you might notice that there's a new machine or a tool that would make the task easier, uh, quicker, or safer. Or 
I, I know one of the things that um, I noticed at one point, I saw employees walking all the way from one section of the plant to another constantly throughout the day. And when I, I really looked into it to see what they were doing, they were borrowing tools. You know, they may have wore out their tool or lost a tool even. And rather than ask for a new one, they would constantly travel across the plant to, to borrow. So we set up uh, tool stations at strategic locations throughout the plant, and we make sure they're, they're constantly stocked. So something that simple it can really improve your processes. Yeah, that's a really good idea, especially the documentation part. We may see things that we like, we dislike. We, we see things that we can change throughout the day. But if we don't write them down, they get lost. You, you, they, they don't become habits. I really like that the way. And it's amazing how quickly those books will fill up in themselves. And, and just following along and, and seeing and recording what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, you've got something that you can go over on a monthly basis where you talk to people about, hey, we're going to implement these tool areas that we didn't have before. We think it's going to help you and it's going to make it easier on you. That way you don't have to walk across the, the facility as well to borrow from someone from a tool who's just got to come back over to you in an hour to get it back. That really is a change. And you used the term before, culture. It's, it's a change in the way things are done. It's not as much a checklist of, well, we've got to improve this, 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 and this. As soon as we improve this, 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 and this, we're done. We're, we're going to be great. So it really is a top-to-bottom idea that that you have to be committed to and how do you at uh, Gainey's there get that idea that not just the people at the top are thinking about this but also you know the workers on the line the the managers that oversee the line how do you get everyone on the same page moving forward well I, I it ultimately I think it boils down like you said culture it boils down to attitude from uh, management and supervision so they're really the ones that have to foster the continuous improvement mindset with staff um, and encourage them to make suggestions for improvement they're the ones that are doing that job every day and they have the best opportunity to recognize the need for improvement one thing that we have done that we found very useful is a suggestion box that we keep in the break room um, we encourage employees to put any ideas or suggestions in there. Um, so throughout the month, employees would, would put ideas. They could write on a slip of paper and put their name on there, and they drop it in that box. At the end of every month, the leadership team reviews the ideas in the box, and we reward the best idea with $50 cash. You know, if, if there's a month where we have more than one good idea or more than one thing that we want to implement, then we give out multiple cash prizes. And that really motivates people to um, to participate in continuous improvement. And it solicits um, ideas from everyone at every level. Some of the other resources I've found through my time at NPCA is not just internally with ideas, but going to, to visit other facilities and seeing how they do things. NPCA members I've found are very helpful when it comes to, you know, sharing ideas and, and sharing processes have you picked up anything through that route or is there anything through the NPCA producer portal that, uh, that has helped you with your job and to help things get a little bit uh, smoother at Gainey's in, in terms of processes and the way you do, do work every day? Uh, absolutely. And you hit it on the head with talking about, you know, the different plants. I have really enjoyed um, that aspect of the NPCA. The, there's very much a uh, fraternity there. 
Um, so I've had so many different plants that have welcomed me in and allowed me to walk in and see their processes, you know, and, and from that, I've always been able to, to look at something and say, wow, that's something, it, as long as you go into it with an open mind and you're honest about your processes, you should always be able to look at something and say, they do that better than we do. That's a really good idea. I have had the opportunity to tour plants throughout the country and I've always been able to come back and I've been excited to implement something that I've seen at those other plants. So that's a really good resource. I think uh, most of the uh, companies throughout the MPCA, I think, are open. Uh, Gainey's, we, we certainly have an open door policy. So if there's anyone who would like to come visit us, we welcome it. And, uh, you know, we'll walk you through. You can see our processes and, you know, there may be some things that that you want to take away and do from there. And then you may suggest something that could it help us improve. So we we love that partnership with other plants. As far as tools that the MPCA offers, um, the self-audit tool through the portal is very helpful resource. Um, it'll kind of guide you step-by-step step through the exact same process that the actual auditor will go through for your official audit. And the sections of that audit actually reference the sections of the quality control manual, you know, so it's easy to relate and reference one to the other um, so that you can work your way through the process. I think, so the MPCA website also has a really great article written by Phil Cutler on it. And it, he explains the intent of the continuous improvement requirements and he lists some of the examples of what qualifies. So um, that would be a really good article or reference as well. So with self-audits, if you haven't done one before, I'm, sh I'm sure a lot of people have, but for those who are just starting out, if you're like me, I see all the warts I, when it comes to my own work. It's, I, I take the little successes for granted. You know, I don't celebrate the work that, that I and you know, the department does maybe on a daily basis. And then there are people on the opposite end that are like, well, we've done it this way for 20 or 30 years. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Where is that happy medium with you, with, with being honest about yourself, seeing both the good and the, the items that need improvement, and, and really setting that foundation with moving forward from it? Well, I, I think I'm very much like you in that sense, uh, where it's easy for me to look around and see things, even if it's something I've put in place myself, and, and say, you know, that's something I want to improve, or that's not that's not as good as it can be. So that's never been a problem with myself, but I, I do understand that mentality. As far as the self audits to, for facilities to take an honest look at themselves with that, I think it's important to explain the intent of the audit to the person who's going to be performing that, you know, just kind of explain that any deficiencies you find during the self audit, they're not going to be held against you. And it's actually quite the opposite. If you, if you go through the self audit with a fine tooth comb, and identify any potential deficiencies at that point, you have an opportunity to correct them before your official audit. And at the end of the day, it's just making your plant better. It's making your processes better. One thing we've found helpful to keep our self-audits meaningful is to assign a different person to perform the audit every time you do one. This kind of, it, it keeps a fresh set of eyes on your program to make sure that you're getting a true audit rather than someone who says, well, the last time I checked that, it was good, so I'm just going to assume it's still good. And it's also a very good training tool if you're able to rotate the assignment to different members of your staff um, because the process itself of going through the audit, you're really immersing yourself 
into the NPCA quality control manual and your own plant-specific quality control manu manual. And by the time you complete the audit, you should be well acquainted with both of those manuals. Your audit day will, will go much smoother if you also allow that person that performed the audit to shadow the auditor. Um, they'd be able to quickly provide the documentation or answers um, because they're familiar with the audit process at that point. And the thing to keep in mind, I think, is that, you know, this is something that's going to continue over five years, 10 years, longer. It's not something that you're going to, as we said before, have a checklist and be done and everything's going to be hunky-dory moving forward. So that patience is also something that's difficult for me, and I'm, I'm sure it is for a lot of other people too. You have to find a pace because you have to be able to continue producing, continuing putting up products, doing business while getting better, while getting more efficient every day. So a lot of good advice I've heard over the years here at NPCA is, you know, do what you can when you can with the staff that you can. You're not going to move maybe as fast as you want, but you will get there eventually. Is that what you found? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are, are times when you've got to kind of put your head down and grind through certain projects. Um, and maybe in times like that, you may not be able to... to put resources into making improvements, but it's important to maybe reflect back after you get through a tough project and say, what could have made that better? Um, and then maybe try to implement something. You can't always do it immediately. As long as you're, you're doing it and making progress, I think if you look back after a certain period of time, you'll be amazed at where you've come as long as you're making small changes here and there to improve. Yeah, and especially for facilities that don't have a full-time QC person. Maybe it only is the, you know, the five or the ten of them within the family who they're either just getting started or it's a smaller plant. Being able to take that time and, like you said, set, a, set aside 30 minutes a day when you can. That might end up being 30 minutes a week to start or, or an hour a month or something like that. And just use the time that you have to get better to improve. Absolutely. I agree. And some of the opportunities for uh, facilities for, for people at those smaller places who don't have a QC person or maybe is just starting out the QC process is, you know, at the precast show, at convention, there are plant tours where local facilities will open up to you. Maybe you don't know anybody in your area. Check it out in October when we have precast days. I know Gainey's takes part in that. That's somewhere you can at least go and meet people from those facilities and, and get to know them, you know, on a first name basis and maybe follow it up with a more personal tour where you can get your specific questions answered. But like you said before, NPCA members are very open to helping each other. We all want precast to be made in, in the best possible situation, in, in the best possible light, because when it gets installed, the public doesn't think, oh, this was made by Gainey's. Oh, this was made by company XYZ. They just know it's precast. So we all want it to be the best it can be. So the next time a project gets specified, it's it's the doors open to precast again. So that's really where continuous improvement, I think, comes in, is you're always striving to get better. You're always striving to make the best project. Like a lot of goals, you may never feel like you get there, but that doesn't mean you don't keep working forward. Absolutely. 
Well, Tim, thanks for giving me some of your time today. It's been a great conversation. Uh, it's one that I hope that you, as a member of the QC committee, has with uh, members on a regular basis, and they can always come to you for a resource and other members of that committee. Uh, good luck, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Let's take a quick break to hear about some NPCA programs that can help your facility operate at peak efficiency. When we come back, we'll have NPCA's Phil Cutler, as well as Scott Crumpler of Concrete Pipe and Precast. NPCA once again is offering a series of free webinars designed specifically for engineers, departments of transportation personnel, and others who specify construction projects. Hear from the industry's best and brightest minds on precast concrete applications and benefits. Earn professional development hours while learning how precast products can help you meet project goals quickly and efficiently. Sign up today at precast.org slash specifiers. Precast concrete manufacturers and suppliers are invited to open their doors and host a local Precast Days event in October. Precast Days is an annual initiative of the National Precast Concrete Association designed to raise awareness of precast manufacturing across the United States. Through these events, facilities educate local communities about career opportunities, precast products, and modern manufacturing techniques. Learn more and register your facility today at precast.org slash precastdays. Hello, Scott. Glad you could join me today on uh, Breaking the Mold. Talk a little bit about uh, continuous improvement. Good morning, Phil. I guess, you know, to kind of start things off, I mean, I know my experience with continuous improvement when I mention it. Sometimes it breaks fear on people's faces and, you know, they kind of freak out a little bit. But, you know, from your perspective, what does a typical continuous improvement program look like? Yeah, well, thanks. Appreciate very much being able to join you today. Typical continuous improvement program, it's going to have a lot of elements to it, most of which are going to be plant unique. You know, one of the things that we try to do is to make sure that we have uh, an awareness of wanting to not just stagnate, not just accept the status quo, to try to figure out better ways to do the things that we've always done. There are a lot of different ways of, of picking up on that, but being able to to share best practices from one of our plants to another is one great way. And another way is when uh, when I go to the precast shows, I always try to take advantage of the visits to the other plants to see how to see how other people who do the same thing we do do it maybe differently. And I, I never fail to learn something. So I'm I'm thinking that an integral part of the process itself, even before we begin, is that 100% commitment by management to the activity might help that fear factor. I mean, is that? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. W one of our core values is empowerment. And everybody on our floor, from the, from the newest person who's joined the company to the person who's been there for what will seem like forever to them, is, is not only empowered to come up with better ways of doing things, we feel a sense of responsibility to do that. We try to generate a little bit of competition between our plants. And whenever, well, whenever we have a, a best practice that's brought to light and, it, and we vet it and decide that, not, yeah, this is better, it's more efficient, it's safe, you know, we, can, we can take that idea to other places and, and do so effectively, uh, then we will brag on that plant big time. And 
let let the others feel a small sense of jealousy and hey i can not only can i do that i bet i can i can tweak it a little bit and do it maybe a little bit better and then those guys are going to have to measure up that can be kind of fun but but it come it's a it is a i don't want to call it a top down movement because that's not fair because a lot of a lot of most of our best ideas uh, come from the guys who are doing it every single day not from the guys who are thinking about what they're doing every single day yeah, you got to you got to count on the experts to uh, to fill the pipe there. So, I mean, in terms of you know topics or you know elements of the operation, what should be considered or what should be on the list for consideration? I guess. Yeah, well, there are multiple processes is always one that we we pay very close attention to. Again, a lot of different ways of doing doing the same thing. Sometimes you find in your in a single plant guys at one end of the building are doing something a little bit different than guys on the other end of the building because they've evolved their process a little bit. So we got to certainly be situationally aware of that and take good, good learnings from one end of the building to the other. So processes is important. And that's, that's not just that, that starts with material delivery, goes through mixing, batching, concrete delivery to the work areas, uh, making sure that the guys are, or moving the form safely, finished product is being moved in and out of the building in the best way. So processes is a big one. And that kind of feeds into into operations. Overall plan operations certainly are an important part of it as well. Because the guys on the floor who are stripping and building every day have to be supported by the things that are going on around them, the materials that are fed to them and in their finished product that's taken away to make room for the next day. Yeah, those are certainly certainly good things to consider, I think. Also that, you know, it's important for facilities to maybe look a little more internal. It could be something about an improvement in the takeoff process or paperwork or purchase orders or ordering or, you know, receiving. I mean, it could be any facet of the operation, I think. Well, obviously the production process starts in the office with the, with the production drawings. We can't build today what somebody didn't decide yesterday needed to be built today. And if those drawings aren't clear then that's problematic and that slows slows the process down, ruins the efficiency. The more questions we have to ask about what did you really mean here and how many times are you going to copy the same piece of paper? I can no longer tell that five from an eight, you know, and you, you don't want me to make it eight inches thick when it's supposed to be five kind of thing. So that certainly is important in the timing of that flow uh, so that the paperwork gets into the hands of the people who need to build the cages far enough in advance of when the product needs to be poured that that is all done done timelessly and seamlessly. And it, the, the facility needs to be at its best for each of these different stages in the process. If you need to take down a wall or add a add an overhead crane, then then you have to consider that. And you know, how many times has that just become a math problem? Whether or not that's whether that's workable or not. So I guess once the uh, we get started or we decide on a topic, uh, whatever that might be for a continuous uh, improvement opportunity. You know, how and, and where should you start? Document it, take pictures, talk about it, brainstorming, I mean. Yes, yes, and yes. We, as far as the our method for formalizing and tracking, we use the, the NPCA Quality Control Manual 1.1.4 as a guide. There was a time in our past when we 
didn't do things quite as, as rigidly and as formally as we try to do it now. And that's not in an effort to be rigid um, because we want to make sure that we're pliable enough, but in an effort to make sure that those things that we do think of, uh, that we there's a moment in time where we decide, yeah, this is something we're going to keep track of. So we will write it down. We'll take pictures of the idea. And we put it in our 1.1.4 file. And that becomes a dog-eared file because we use it all the time. The more creative the folks at the plan are, the more dog-eared that file is. When we're showing off for, for our auditors, love to pull that thing out and it almost fall apart. Just to, just to demonstrate this is important to us. And, and we're not, you know, we, we like our laurels, but, you know, really can't afford to sit on them. You sit on them, the world catches up with you. So I mean, you can you can use the paper method, or I mean, the uh, document upload section of the portal for certified plants is another way. Yeah, well, that that comes second, but but for the for the guys on the floor and in the in the office on the floor, getting that idea on a piece of paper so that we don't lose track of it. It's such a it's a busy world that we live in, and that that can whoosh right out of your head pretty quickly. Yeah, so people just, you know, if they, they, you know, your technicians on the floor, if they, they end up finding an opportunity, um, they write it down. Do they just put it in a jar or? <laughs> well, they write it down. <laughs> Depending on who it is, they're going to they're gonna tell somebody else. So usually it's our, our supervisors and QC technicians who, who hear this or they think of something, they see something that um, they think might have possibilities. It doesn't just, <laughs> doesn't go in the magic file jar. But we we talk about it. We do we do twice a year internal quality audits, and we'll bring folks in from other plants and and look through those things. And when we're going through the documentation part, we'll dig into that one point one point four file just to see a how robust is it, b is it stagnant or are we actually doing something with it? How do we take advantage of the thought that they had so that it doesn't just go away? So theoretically, every four or five months, we'll dive into what's in there if it hasn't gotten legs of its own. Let's talk a little bit about value to the facility. I think obviously, depending on what the activity might be, there's different ways to assess value to the plant. I think maybe the natural tendency uh, when we talk about continuous improvement is for people to be looking for home runs every single time. But I think it's also important to to grab at all the low low hanging fruit because those things add up over time. So yeah, home runs are great. And when you hit one, everybody cheers and they, you're going to the precast Hall of Fame. Uh, but the reality of, it is, reality of it is that home run opportunities are fairly few and far between. Uh, incrementalism is the way to, way to attack these things. You can solve a big problem by nipping away at it a little bit at a time. And it may be that the thing that gets it started isn't successful to start with. And you've got to back up and, and try something different again. If you keep keep your eye on where you want to end, then how you get there doesn't have to be in a straight line. You know, for, for us, continuous improvement really is a way to battle stagnation. You know, one of the great things about our industry is that we do the same things the same way every day. One of the real curses of our industry is we do the same things the same way every day. It can help you stop seeing what's going on. But if you've got these little things that are, are opportunities to tweak going on constantly, then you battle stagnation that way. Employees love to see that that you're trying to make 
things better. You're trying to make life better for them. You're trying to make life better for our business. And, and it's our business that sustains them and their family. So we I never run into roadblocks when I'm trying to, to push a, con, a continuous improvement idea. Yeah, so I, I get questions all the time on a couple of fronts, maybe in a, in a different direction, not so much that continuous improvement is obviously the way of the future and the way to move forward and, and prevent this, the stagnation and, you know, doing the same thing the same way every day. You know, I get a lot of, well, why do we do this stuff at all? What does it really mean? And, and I'm just a little small plant or I'm a medium plant. And how does this really fit into what I'm doing? I don't know that plant size really matters. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think plant size matters at all. There may be a, a scale to it, but the size of the plant, to me, is of no consequence. We have large plants. We have small plants. We take learnings from small plants to the big plants, and, and perhaps it has a bigger impact just because there's more to it. But you, you, you can't be too small and too efficient not to question everything that you do and and realize that maybe there is something that I could do to make it a little bit better. So when you're when you're in the activity, how do you really gauge maybe the importance of one activity over another? Is it is it by value? Is it by effort? You know, those sorts of things or Yeah, I guess there's some some to that. You know, for an element of it is risk management. Those those things that we try to do that have an impact on safety those will become a higher priority for us because because that is our priority but then again and beyond that I think it really depends on what the what the continuous improvement item is how you're going to measure it how you're going to decide whether uh, you're really advancing on the enemy or not if it's a if it's a mixed design tweak that's going to make that better you can that's an easy that's an easy measurement if it's a change in tools or equipment or process, then you can measure your efficiency, uh, man hours per ton or tons per man hour, uh, by the by the various work centers, and that that's a, a pretty straightforward way. And you could put a hard hard number to that. Other things is just a matter of being situationally aware, and knowing whether or not you've got a you've got a winner here. Is this little thing that I'm doing going to make a difference? Because when you you think about the little things, Phil, the, we, we work 250, 252 days a year, eight to 10 hours a day. You can take something small that at any given moment looks like it doesn't matter. But when you start doing the math, you know, X number of times a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, and all of a sudden you've got a, you've got something to, to be proud of. So do you find that it's synergistically focused on Wasted effort, uh, redundancy. I mean, I get that question a lot. Well, what should I do? I mean, where do I start? And I'm like, I usually just say, turn it over to your people and just let it happen. You know, let it run itself. Yeah, you know, for for us, um, we talk about it. And if you if you plant the seed and you talk about it often enough, then in the place that you least expect it, you might get a get a little tidbit, a little little spark that that starts a flame. You got to be keen to that. You got to listen for those things because they're not necessarily going to slap you in the face. It may be a conversation that you that you overhear. At our plants, every week we have a a, 
a quality huddle and talk about things that we're doing well, things that we're not doing well, things that have gone poorly at another site or another another plant that we need to be wary of here. And how do you decide if I have a solution to somebody else's problem? You listen. Get getting started is getting started is not hard if if it's if it's on your mind and it means something to you. It 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 will it'll build its own momentum. Spread the wealth. Yeah, and spread and spread the credit. Yeah, when I'm in plants doing evaluations, which you know it seems like I'm doing more here recently than maybe in the past, but I get that question. I don't even know where to begin. I said, well, do you have a morning meeting? where you get everybody together. I mean, you might stretch or you might say, we, this is what we're going to do today. Or it might be a group leaders meeting or whatever like that, or a safety meeting monthly. I mean, I think, I think those are perfect opportunities for plants that, that, you know, are, are looking for a way to engage their people in continuous improvement thoughts and how to get going. You know, you got to let them know that it's okay. Yes, and, and and without being redundant, going back to the 1.1.4 in the quality control manual has been a big help to us because that gives some clarification, production processes, facilities, and operations that it defines or suggests, I should say, for different areas to, to pay attention to. And if you can if you can give it a little bit narrower focus, let's talk about production today or let's talk about operations today. Let's talk about facilities. What do you guys need to help you do do things a little bit better? So pretty wild ideas can can come from that, but then then also things that you can grab a hold of and you know that that makes sense. Hadn't thought about that. Maybe that makes sense today. I've tried it in the past. Perhaps we just didn't have the right people trying to execute a new plan. Now now we've got some new folks and some fresh ideas. Maybe we try that again, and maybe this time that good idea that wasn't well timed can be successful today. Uh, but, th- but those four elements in 1.1.4, I have found, um, has helped us to, to get some focus. And you know the old adage, there's no no such thing as a bad idea, right? It's all about the timing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And over time, I've come to learn that better than I think I appreciated earlier in my career. That's the way to encourage, to let people know that, you know, they can feel safe about saying, we don't do a good job at this, and, and this can be done better, and here's an idea. And and let her rock. Let it grow. Yep, and encourage folks to have have good ideas, even if it, you hate to say, oh, man, we, we've tried that before, and it, it just didn't work at all. But maybe we just had the wrong people trying. Maybe you're, maybe you're the difference. Maybe you'll make that difference. Well, I've, I've certainly enjoyed our, our time this morning. Um, I, I guess I have to ask if there's any, you know, personal experiences that you, you want to elaborate on, um, on the topic. (laughs) You've mentioned a couple of times in the course of the conversation about folks have approached you about how do I start? Where do I, where do I go in my, we got off to a slow start. Our ability to see that this was something that not only did we want to do, but want to be able to formalize, um, we, we just got off to a slow start. And it was, it was like pushing a rope from time to time. Um, but that's okay. It it came around. The rope stiffened up. That got a little bit easier. You know, old ropes are a little bit stiffer. So you give you give it some time. Um, and for for us, 
I'll say us, but for me, um, to be motivated by by the gains that you can make and the improvements that you can make to the business, not necessarily the the, the bonus points that that may come along with the with the NPCA audit. That's important, but the improvement to the business is what's really important, and including continuous improvement as part of that uh, scoring process helps to drive and motivate us to to do those things. But be motivated by what you gain from it, not not by points in a program. And we found that that a lot of times we we were formalizing things that we were doing as a matter of routine. And we weren't really giving ourselves credit for the things that we were doing to improve the business until we started writing down the things that we were doing to improve the business. Then you look back from time to time and realize, I, yeah, I guess we did do that. That was six months ago. I'd kind of forgotten about it. Um, so that that's kind of a kind of a cool thing. And you can enjoy those things. And if you remind the guys as you're going, do you remember when we did this this way? Look what you're doing now. Look how much time you're saving every day. Look how much easier that part of the job has become. And that's that's fun to watch. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for joining me today, Scott. Really appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you in the future. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's our show. We hope you enjoyed it and can take some ideas from it back to your place of work. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating to help us reach more people both inside and outside of our industry. See you next time on Breaking the Mold.